Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. It's book year for me. Yes, I'm writing the second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro. I first published the book in 2019, but so much has changed since then, I felt compelled to update it. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you how a pandemic has changed the rules of public sector marketing. Coming up in episode 45, why I'm writing the handbook for public sector comms professionals in the digital age, what you can expect from the second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro. I speak to Jesse Finkelstein, the co-founder of Page Two, the Canadian publishing company that I've been working with on this book. They pr- produce my book, the audiobook and the ebook. And Jesse and I will discuss the power of books to empower people. So in today's column, I'm asking the question of myself, and perhaps some of you have this question too. What makes you, Joanne, the expert to write the handbook on public sector marketing in the digital age? Well, I've been working in the area of public sector all my career. I started as a broadcast journalist over 20 years ago now. I hate saying that, but hey, that's the reality. And I covered tribunals, court cases, local government, national government meetings, health board meetings. And I was at the forefront telling the stories of government and public sector. And honestly, I really, really enjoyed it. I always had that innate interest and passion for public interest messaging and delivering the truth. And so those journalistic skills have stayed with me, even though I left journalism after my first job. I've honed the skills of a journalist, even today, standing here in front of you and broadcasting and bringing you this episode. Those skills have stayed with me. But as communications and media changed over those 20 years, I kept a very close eye on it. I made an intentional decision to make sure that my skills were up to date because I knew that when I studied journalism and I was taught shorthand and touch typing, that those skills may become obsolete. The touch typing hasn't, my friends. The shorthand, I don't need it so much anymore. Now journalists are taught coding, they're taught data analytics, and they're taught publishing, desktop publishing, graphic design, and video production. And so it was really important for me to remain at the edge of my sector and my industry. I have two master's degree in the the first one in journalism. I decided to investigate how the Morris Tribunal, which was a public inquiry into allegations of wrongdoing against some members of the the Gardaí, the police force in Donegal and Northwest Ireland, how that was impacting the community and how it was broadcast and communicated. And I was a a journalist that that covered that uh, tribunal. And then my second master's degree in 2013 in digital marketing, I conducted the first 
first ever primary research of how in Garda Siochana, the Irish Police Force, use social media for crime investigation, public relations and community engagement. And that led me to writing my first ever book, Social Media Under Investigation, Law Enforcement and the Social Web. And that was 2015. So you can see there's been a bit of a trend in my career. And and then I guess I just expanded that niche from policing to more broadly government and public sector. And in fact, it was during that second master's degree in digital marketing when I went looking for sources and authors and academic writing around how police forces and law enforcement were using social media there was practically nothing available. And so I had a light bulb moment and I realised that there was an opportunity for me, given my interest, my experience, my own academia and my passion for the sector, that I could, in fact, write the handbook. And so since 2019 and since the first edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro was published, the world has changed. And the world has changed so much, but also... The change has come within governments and public sector, their agility to respond, to leapfrog forward a whole decade in terms of their digital communication strategy and output and intelligence, knowledge and skills has been remarkable. So I really felt compelled and I called Jesse up um, my publisher in Canada, and I said, Jesse, I need to update this book. I feel that it's not going to serve the public sector pros that I intended it to in 2022. And so the decision was, in fact, made. So the book is going to be published later this year. And later on in the show, you're going to hear from Jesse and our journey to publishing the first book and working on the second book. But the new rules of marketing for public sector the rule book, the handbook is going to be rewritten and hopefully you will enjoy it when it comes out. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code socialmedia20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. So what can you expect from Public Sector Marketing Pro, the book version 2? Well, the updated edition will bring you changes in public sector and government comms over the past two years since COVID-19 has come into our world. Some chapters will be completely replaced while others will be revised and updated. It's really important for me to bring you a resource that is current. And obviously, when I published this book originally, I knew that to a certain extent, it would date. But that is my commitment to you. You know I always want to give you real-time and up-to-date information. There will also be case studies and lessons learned from COVID-19 crisis communications, of which there are many. We've even had loads of case studies on this podcast. And also, the core ask from the book will completely change. So for any of you who have read the book, the ask and the call to action in the first edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro was really reaching out and saying you need to have a willingness to engage in digital communications. The foreword was written by Tom Cochran, former chief digital advisor to Barack Obama in the 2011 administration. And he said quite explicitly in that foreword that governments and public sector needed to create lines of communication that the public wanted to see as opposed to how you wanted to push information 
nation out. I think we're at a whole new level right now. I think you have circumvented that challenge. You've embraced it and you now have that willingness to engage in digital, in social, in content marketing, PPC, email marketing, website marketing. I think that that, ha- that realization has landed. And as I said earlier in the episode, I think you've leapfrogged a decade. So what is going to be the ask in the second edition? Well, I'm still writing the book, okay? But right now what I'm feeling is that the ask is going to be about scalability and empowering colleagues within your department, agency, organization to embrace digital comms. It is my feeling that the role of social media, content marketing, website marketing and digital comms more generally should now sit, should now not sit exclusively with marketing comms and press. It's now time to spread that skill base right across the organization. I'm even seeing it more and more. I would say we're sitting at 80-20 now. So 80% of the people taking our courses and that I'm working with have a media press marketing comms function. But now 20% don't have the word marketing or comms in their job title, but they're now realizing that in order to deliver outputs and to engage with other stakeholders, whether it's a project or policy, it, it really doesn't matter what department or what category of public sector that they're in, they have a need to be equipped with the skill set around digital comms. So that's going to be the new angle that I'm going to be coming at it. And I'm also going to look uh, a little more deeply into trends. So trends within the social networks, how that landscape has changed over the past two years, doing a little bit of futuristic thinking, leaning into the metaverse, for example, the role of VR and AOR, and also predictive analytics, and also the cookie-less world. So there's going to be a lot more for you guys to deep dive, but my promise to you is it will still remain a really great handbook that you can have on your desk and that you can open whenever you have a question around any of the social networks or any element of digital comms. It'll also come with an index this time. That was one of the big asks for one of my reviewers on Amazon, and I haven't forgotten about it, Kevin. Yes, um, I know the index was a bit of a, uh, a lack of an index was a bit of a bugbearer for some, but we will have one. And for the first time, I'm going to record an audio book. Don't know why I didn't do it last time. being a, a broadcaster, but I'm looking forward to recording the audiobook and there'll also be an ebook version as well. So it's coming out later in the year, dates to be announced um, over the coming weeks and months. Um, but yes, if you haven't got your copy of Public Sector Marketing Pro already, the current edition, go ahead, do buy it. Uh, lots of value in it and you can get it at publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash book or you can just go to Amazon and get it directly there. The social media boot camp is just a couple of weeks away and I'm looking forward to delivering this training live. This is a brand new offering from Public Sector Marketing Institute and we're going to do it twice a year. We're going to do it at the beginning of the year and also in the last quarter. Because social media changes so much, I thought it was really important to give you those live training sessions. So if you haven't already, go ahead and look at the website, publicsectormarketingpros.com and have a look at the agenda. We're going to cover 
the five core social networks over 15 hours spread across five weeks. Each of those social networks will provide you with 10 tactics that are going to work. I'm going to show you practically how to implement those tactics. And I'm also going to give you a mini social media plan for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram and TikTok. So if this is the year that you want to level up your social media marketing, then make sure you join us. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. So to talk a little bit more about the publication and the editorial process of Public Sector Marketing Pro, the book, I'm joined by Editor-in-Chief at page two, Jesse Finkelstein. Jesse heads up an amazing team from Canada. And honestly, I don't think my book would have been as amazing as it is without their support. They've been working alongside me in terms of marketing promotion, logistics, getting it on Amazon, Ingram Spark. But really, the the whole work that was involved from the editorial team, I just cannot thank them enough. And of course, they designed the book as well. So to find out about the power of books and how they empower people, and I guess the importance of of my book in the digital age, let's hear from Jesse the whole way from Canada. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me on the Public Sector Marketing Show. It's my pleasure, Joanne. Thanks for the invitation. So it's a number of years since we first met each other virtually. We've never met in person because you're in Canada and I'm in Ireland. But I got the introduction through my business coach and he's still my business coach, the great Chris Ducker. Tell us a little Wonderful. bit about tell us a little bit about Page Two, first of all. Well, Page Two is a company that launched uh, and was designed to support professionals to publish to the highest degree of brilliance and professionalism. Uh, we, we knew from having worked in book publishing for a long time that people who are subject matter experts and entrepreneurs tend to be very innovative and like to do things a little bit differently and, uh, and want to publish in a way that's very driven by their knowledge of their, their own area and of their audience. So we designed a company that would really optimize that. And frankly, that would allow us to work with stellar people such as yourself well I tell you I self-published when I wrote my first book and self-edited and honestly the second experience of working with you guys on public sector marketing pro the book was amazing and I just realized what I was missing first time around but also the fact that I still had control and I was still self-publishing have you stepped into an arena that you know gives the author that control but the support at the same time is that a niche area of publishing i'd say it's still relatively niche but it's growing certainly in the nonfiction world when you're you're talking about people who are creating uh you know their services and products and doing different developing their intellectual property in different ways um, people of that mindset are already very keen to, you know, they come to us sort of poised and ready to experience a publishing program where they get to to really hold on to their creative control and their rights and to take ownership of the project, just as they do in every part, every other part of their work. 
And so there's growing demand. I think that there's certainly, it's a growing area in publishing, but I, we pride ourselves on the fact that I think we were very much at the forefront of it and that we still are. And so let's talk our listeners and viewers through the process um, and even taking the relationship that I have with you um, as an example, because this is my second time round. because in 2022, I'm updating Public Sector Marketing Pro, the book, and doing the second edition. So tell everybody all the things that you are helping me with. Well, we've designed ourselves to be a full service publisher. So we, we provide the entire suite of services from beginning to end. You can come to us with a concept um, as you did and, and often with material already as you did. So, so many experts will have a trove of written material, sometimes broadcast material. Um, maybe you have audio recordings blogs and and we're able to help distill the book concept help determine the positioning and then run the book through the entire process through editorial design production and provide consultation and execution as well on marketing sales and distribution and the key is really asking the right questions everything in publishing in, in good publishing is about querying the author and making sure that we can pull out of the author their incredible knowledge base. It's not about us coming in to tell you what to do. It's about you saying, well, here's what I know my audience needs. How do I do this well in book form? So that's where we step in and we help take the author through the process, always um, tuning into what they know about their, their target reader and about their subject area. And, and that, that guides us through the entire thing. And you mentioned asking the right questions. And it's such a good point because I'm so close to my content. I'm so close to my audience. I'm so close to the knowledge that I have that it's so difficult for me to, I think, take it to the next level. So when you guys ask me questions, it stops me in my tracks. And it really, as you said, helps me to distill the positioning or the message or the layout of the book. I mean, that experience, Jesse, how much experience is in that team? Because when I have Zoom calls with your team, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a book princess because I have all this expertise and just kind of talk through the team on that level of expertise that's within the company. That's music to my ears. Everyone should feel like a book princess. I would I think of you as an empress and uh, and and we're in service to you. That's the thing about our model. We're your publisher, but we're in service to you and your needs. And and one of the, the lovely things about the kinds of authors we work with is their level of curiosity. So you're curious about the process. We're curious about you. We're all asking questions of one another and we're able to guide uh, guide each other through and find find the best possible scenario together. But I, I appreciate that you've inquired about expertise. We knew that if we were going to create a company that was going to serve people who are not just experts, we, we think of you as masters in your area. You, you are a master of public sector marketing and you lead the charge in, in that area. We knew that we had to build a team of people who were of that ilk in publishing. So that was one of the guiding lights of our company from day one. Um, build a company with enough 
uh, strength in our knowledge base and with deeply experienced people. Um, so, so that's really, I'm glad that you're feeling that in the process. That, that's absolutely key to us, that all of our authors have the support of people who have been doing the work for a very long time, or if not a long time, who have trained in, in exactly the right way with, uh, you know, with the, let's say, veterans like myself. <laughs> I'm, I won't use the word old, just, just veteran. And, you know, it's kind of almost like an oxymoron where, you know, I talk about public sector marketing, but almost exclusively I talk about it in the digital age, in, in that world. But yet the power of a book has has not lost its intensity or its relevance so what what, what in your experience because i know how powerful that book has been for me and my influence globally but from your perspective and, and working with people like me what is the power of the book in the digital age and has it lost any of its influence i think it's just gained its influence in in this time because we think that an author such as yourself we know that you're building an entire ecosystem around you, certainly, you know, on the digital marketing and media side, but you're also doing live events, you're speaking, you're, you're, you're making yourself accessible and making your message known in so many different formats. And it's not that any one of those is more important than the other, but it needs to all fit together beautifully. And each component plays its own role that, that's quite distinct from the next. Nothing replaces books that's the thing it, it's it's different from everything else in that it's intentionally long form even a short book is is in some way a work a long form work and typically a book is some form of distillation of everything else that you're doing so you're taking you know all of the rest of your thought leadership that you're working on within a certain time, it could be your whole life's work, or it could be within a certain period of time. And you're experiencing that now having written the book and then now doing an incredible update to, to meet the needs of the time. So, so it, you're kind of then going and planting your flag in that moment and, and telling, it's a way of signaling to people, I have surveyed this area and I'm, putting out something that's meant to stand the test of time. It's not ephemeral. It's meant to represent um, thought leadership at that, at that moment. So it signals something. And, and once an expert becomes an author, there is a transformation that occurs. You become an author when you write and publish a book. And that's a hat you can only wear one way and you know what i'm in saying this i'm not even thinking about formats these days we have books in many different formats and they're all valuable and they play a role i know you are if, if i hope it's not a uh, a bit of um not giving anything away to say that you're creating a new format we are creating a new format in this new book for you and it's so it's not really about whether it's digital or print or anything like that it's about the way that you're preparing and packaging this material and getting it to the right audience. And yes, I am doing an audio book for this edition. And I'm so excited because I started my career behind the mic as a broadcast journalist. And 
now in doing this podcast, I'm back behind the mic, but to actually record an entire book with my own voice, again, feels very special. And one thing I was thinking about in the lead up to this interview, and you even touched on it, is that, you know, I'm writing history in a moment of time, and that is something really, really special. And even our social media, you know, our diary entries that we do, they are pieces of history in time. And I think in 10, 20, even 50 years time, maybe when when I'm long gone, maybe I'll say 60, 70 years time, but when I'm gone, like my legacy will be there in the book and digitally as an audio book. And I think it's just a wonderful thing that anyone can do. Jesse, anyone can create a book. And if I think about my audience listening here in public sector marketing, the wealth of knowledge that those individuals have, they may not be entrepreneurs, but there's a whole host of expertise within that. So yeah, the audiobook is going to be something very special. But I want to talk to you about the distribution phase. That is one thing that really excited me uh, about the the first book that I worked with you on a couple of years ago is like things like Amazon, Ingram, Spark, the accessibility of my book and all these bookstores. So tell people about digital distribution of books. That's one of the most exciting developments I've seen in my career. I know um, around the time of the advent of eBooks, a lot of people were bemoaning the the you know the fact the idea that print is dead and you know we're we're going into this new era where people don't care about print. First of all, that hasn't held up, and what we've seen is that we've seen tremendous growth in all formats and areas, including audiobooks, which is why you have gone in a couple of years from thinking of an audiobook as something that would be nice to do to now it's absolutely a need to do because your audience needs it. There are people who have made the conversion and who are only listening to their books now who aren't reading them in the same way. And so when, when I think about how we think about the book format and how we get it out to our readers, the print format, I, I mean, on the digital side, it's fairly straightforward now. We all know that we can go online and we can buy an ebook and we can buy an audiobook and we can download it digitally to, to our devices. And it's very easy and accessible in, in much of the world. I think there's actually on the digital side, it's a, an interesting area. There's, there's a lot of really important issues about accessibility that I think we're going to see um, at the forefront of our conversation around digital distribution. But to come back to your point, on the print book side, that was always the holdout. And that always kind of kept publishers and distributors as the gatekeepers of the print work that would get into the world. What excites me right now through technology and, and what you're describing, Joanne, the kinds of companies you're referring to, of course, are print-on-demand companies where your print edition can effectively live in a database as a PDF. And when someone goes to an online distributor to buy the book, that will trigger the printing and the shipping of that copy. So while you're in Ireland, and I know much of your uh, engaged audience is all across Europe and the UK and Ireland, and, and yet there you have also a global audience and people on my side of the pond who are really keen to get to access your book. And at, really at the push of a button, we're able to do that through this technology. And while I, as a publisher, I really care about curating content, elevating content, making sure that we can put 
the best work out there. I'm not a big fan of the idea of only a select few gatekeepers being able to determine what gets out into the world. I love the fact that this, these forms of technology have really, uh, to a great extent, opened up channels to people who can get work out to their audience directly in these really innovative ways without having to, to be, let's say, quote unquote, chosen by a publisher. You can choose yourself and with the right team and the right partners, you can get it done beautifully and, and make it available directly to your audience. I love that. I chose myself. Yes, I did. I didn't, you know, pitch myself to publishers and, and wait to get permission to be published. And maybe that's the next question I'll ask you, you know, might some people think that us as self-publishers are any less worthy of being an author? In my experience, now we're eight years into a company that's founded on the principle that, frankly, that we, we don't care about that, that idea, the idea that you're only worthy if a publisher chooses you. We're, we're, foundationally, our company is built um, out of respect for the subject matter expert and a belief that we, with our publishing knowledge, can help, uh, can help make great books. But I, so I would say in that in the eight years since we launched, a lot of that um, the the ling any lingering stigma around self publishing I think has really started to recede. From a branding point of view, I think if you really think about it, very few members of the public think very much at all about who, which publisher is on the book. It's all about the author and the subject. And now that we've published a host of really stellar books that become category owners, again, this is not just about what hits the bestseller list, and we've done that too, but we've seen massive success among authors who you might never see on those sort of commercial lists, but who absolutely dominate their category and who are producing books that fit their respective niches in the most beautiful way. And to us, that's that's really what's key. So those authors, the idea of who who needs to publish you and bring you into the world, the public doesn't care about that. They care about you and your content as the author. And of course, we're very protective of our own brand as page two, but that's more about our business and attracting the right people to our company uh, to publish great work. It's not about the fact that we feel that the public cares if the book is a page two book. Your next book is Joanne Sweeney, um, supported by us. That's yeah, how we see it. You know what? It's so brilliant to have a company that has your ethos and, you know, in conjunction with Amazon and how that has changed the democratization of writing and allowing people to get their content out there, I think it's wonderful. Um, and, you know, I was watching, I think it was your Instagram account, a couple of days ago and I watched one of your authors unbox his book I can't remember his name was it Robert Rob Volpe the Rob. it's a beautiful book tell me more about that about empathy solving the empathy crisis one conversation at a time I, but the unboxing and that feeling I'm getting goosebumps just from remembering it and you know he always wanted to do it you could just see the emotion and he goes my life's work is in this book and the pride and it was like 
those moments are absolutely beautiful because it takes anyone can write a social media post but to sit down and to discipline yourself to actually write a book definitely takes some stamina doesn't it well it does and to your point joanne in your case too you weren't just writing a book you're writing a guide a foundational guide to your subject area that adds another layer i think of um of weight to the whole process fortunately you didn't let it weigh you down but it's it's pretty momentous it's a really big deal to to do what you're doing and it's it's tremendous amount of work um and and you're absolutely right it's very emotional i know when we founded page two we set out to work with, in the area of nonfiction, really setting aside fiction, which, which we had worked in that area before, my, my business partner and I, and we love reading fiction. But when we thought about who we want to work with and what kinds of books, it's very much about the, the nature of the author and what they're up to in the world and wanting to support that. Um, but it's interesting because people we had worked with in the industry sort of thought, oh, well, it's sort of not as theoretically glamorous and exciting to work on in subject matter ex expertise rather than, you know, an amazing story, an, an amazing novel, a work of fiction. And we find the opposite. It's actually incredibly moving. It doesn't matter what the subject area is. It's incredibly moving to see an author present either their life's work or maybe their, the work that they've been deep diving on and, and showing up to the world um, expressing for for some time. So it's, yes, it takes a lot of courage uh, to, to embark on it. And then that moment of unboxing and revealing it to the, yourself and to the world, honestly, that never gets old. It's every single time for me, it's an absolute thrill. And you know, you talk about, you know, best sellers list, but niching and my book is very much a niche. It's not a a general marketing book but I just want to to point out um for you and your team what that book has done for me over the past couple of years so it's helped me build the brand of public sector marketing institute globally I've turned the book into an online course and over 100 people have taken it I was the public sector marketing expert at Facebook's first government digital transformation summit because they found the book and they reviewed it and i've been to australia with the book and presenting to government and public sector in three states over there and i could go on that book has been the linchpin of the transformation and the new direction of my career and honestly you know every time i look at it it's behind my shoulder there i'm so proud of it but in a way it's you know, you know, in Ireland, we don't like boasting about ourselves. You know, we're quite we, we in need Canada to too. In yeah, Canada, Canada, we're the same. We're the same. <laughs> but I have to say, I'm so so proud of that piece of work, and I know how good it is. But I know it's so good because of your team, and I'm not, you know, building you guys up just because we work together. You know, I genuinely mean this, and I say that to you mm -hmm. all the time. And when we got on this interview, you said oh, how's your day going? And I was, well, I'm writing for Ronnie and Ronnie is like one of your project leads. So I'm not even writing for myself. I was getting my debt, meeting my deadlines for her. But honestly, the book is, it. books are transformational for, for people like me. And like, I'm a solopreneur. 
west of Ireland, but it's given me a global audience. So it's I absolutely I absolutely loved what the power of a book can do. That's thrilling. And and at the heart of everything you're describing, including that beautiful relationship you have with Ronnie as, as your project lead, um, it's about partnership. The thing is, we, we bring great publishing expertise to the table, but you bring the sense, not only your, your expertise, but also the sense of what this book means to you and how it needs to be. So we can bring all of our recommendations forward, but it's really at the intersection of what we do and also your own sense of everything. How, how does my reader, how does this need to sound to the reader? What does the tone have to be? What's the language, um, the type of language I have to use right through to the colors and the branding on the book? It has to be something that intersects perfectly with your business and your brand as well. And that's what's really exciting to me about the way that we partner with our authors. If there, if any of those pieces are out of alignment, you don't have that full sense of complete pride in the work, that, that sense that you truly have signed off on absolutely everything. So it doesn't mean you design your own cover, but I remember how much our design team loved working with you because you have deep design and branding expertise and you brought all of that to the table but with great deference to letting our creative team get creative and what we ended up producing was together was was so brilliant and beautiful it stood the test of time i'm quite excited to see the refresh on the new edition too i'm sure i'm sure together we'll come up with something great and i think that's really key and that's honestly one of the things that i hated about traditional publishing the fact that the publisher because they license the work, they're in the driver's seat, they're in control, the publisher makes all of those decisions and calls. And in the best scenario, they're listening and tuning into what the author, to the author's needs and goals, but that's not really their mandate. And I had the unfortunate experience of working with a lot of authors in that model, where they felt, oh, well, the cover's not really what I wanted it to be, but it's okay, or I would have really set up the content in a different way because my audience doesn't understand this, but my editors thought it should be X and Y. To me, there's nothing worse than spending that, put pouring your heart, soul, and your time and energy into a work like that and feeling that any part of it was somehow compromised. That's one of the great joys of our model is that within the constraints of timelines and you know everything else that, that we have to work with, we really get to, to tune into those things and, and create work, co-create work with our authors that they feel so good about inside and out. And that's why you've seen that success with your book. You, it's your brainchild, it's executed according to your vision and then bonus, you know how to, how to leverage it, how to express it and how to amplify and market it in, in every possible way. Well, what a conversation um, to to end my week. I've really enjoyed it, Jesse. And we've been working together since, what, the third quarter of 2018. And the book, the audio book and the e-book will be out later this year. We're not going to we're not going to disclose a date because uh, we're still working on the exact date. But I just want to thank you and all of your wonderful, wonderful team who continue to support me and make me feel like a an author empress. <laughs> It's 
It's our joy and an honor. Thank you so much, Joanne. It's delightful to work with you and delightful to talk with you today. Thank you for having me join you. Well, I better get back to my writing, Jesse. Do it. Ronnie says so. Okay. See you later. Thank you. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Before we wrap up episode 45 of the Public Sector Marketing Show, it's time to direct you to the free resource of the week. So I have a free webinar coming up on a digital PR strategy for public sector. Engaging with mainstream media is still really, really important, but there's so many other digital PR elements that you need to put in to your communication strategy. So if you're working in media, comms or marketing within a government or a public sector agency, or if you're curious to know more about digital PR for government and public sector, then sign up right now. Go ahead and jump over to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash webinars. And as always, if you can't make it live, you will get access to the replay. Thanks so much for tuning in to another show. It's great being with you. Love the ideas coming for you for episodes and I love the feedback. If you haven't already, please share the show with a public sector pro that you know. I will see you on episode 46. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.